I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. This is John Helps You Read Better, and I'm John. So let's uh, let's just have a sip of that delicious caffeinated beverage to start our day and write better. Okay, here we go. There's this myth in writing and creating. There's this myth in any art that suggests that your best creativity, your best position to make things from, is when you are coming from a place of struggle And that struggle is so often framed as something financial or personal or social in some way. The idea of the starving artist, the artist who is struggling to feed themselves, hence the starving part, makes their art more pure. And I want to talk about that because it's wrong and it's it's lethally wrong. It's not just like kind of sort of not polite to talk about. It's just plain wrong. First, though, I want to give you a stat. Yeah, I'm going to give you a stat. Let me make sure I got this number correct, though. So, yes, my number is is correct. The poverty line is the line under which it becomes untenable for most people to have a what is considered a fully subsistent lifestyle. It's at this anything below this number, and or possibly around this number is the lowest level at which, uh, especially in America, people track their economic progress and growth. And it's unofficially a line that dictates, hey, if you make less than this amount of money, you don't matter. That number for one single person, as I am, is $14,580. If you make less than $14,500, you are below the poverty line in the, in the United States. I make less than that. I make about, if you do the math, about seven, hang on, let's do the math. Yep, just about seven times under that line is more or less what I average. That's that's not a lot. That is barely enough to eat more than one meal a day. In no way, in no way does that make my art better. It doesn't make me a better coach. It doesn't make me a better editor. It doesn't make me more creative. It doesn't make any of the things I say or do more pure because I made about $2,000 in a given year. That's it. What that does, by the way, what it means when you make so little is that you can't replace things when they break. You have to borrow from friends and family and, and pass the hat in GoFundMes and hope your Patreon keeps growing. It puts you in a constant position to always have to work. Now, there are going to be some people out there who are going to hear me say that and then reply with something like this. Yeah, but everybody has to work. 
Sure, yes. This is the the death throes of capitalism. Unfortunately, we've conditioned everybody to work because of a Christo-supremacist view that the Protestant work ethic is the most valuable thing, so hard work makes you a better person. Everybody has to work. That's just how the world allegedly should be. And, you know, why are you complaining about working? Nobody wants to work anymore. I would love to work. I would love to work. I love my job. It's fun. I love helping people. The purity of my job is not influenced by my poverty. The purity of my job is influenced by my ability to step away from that poverty. I coach better when I've had more than one meal a day. I'm a better editor when I don't have to worry about maximizing my time so that when I take on a pro bono client who needs something significant, I have the time to dedicate that and I'm not wondering like, okay, I got to like edge around this and I got to figure out at least six hours a day where I'm going to figure out how to get like $45 to get some groceries. Poverty and scarcity are not creative tools. They're creative detriments. Your art, your brushstrokes, your word choice doesn't get better because you're malnourished. It doesn't get better because you're starving. It doesn't get better because you're living in a constant fear that you're going to be one bill away or one debt away from homelessness or starvation or both. Nobody should have to sit and have serious conversations about maybe I should sell one of my cats to my friends. Nobody should have serious conversations about, well, if I give up some of the streaming equipment, I might not stream, but the money I can make from that, I can use to maybe buy a working phone. These are not comfortable decisions. These are not decisions prompting, oh my God, I have a brilliant story idea. I don't, I don't have time for that. I, I can't begin to describe to you how much effort it takes to be poor. If I run out of gas, I'm screwed. If I let the bank account drop any lower, it's a problem. The fact that it costs me about $200 a year to run the website means I am constantly looking for reasons to keep that website engaging. The, the fact that I'm sitting here wondering like, well, maybe, maybe the pe reason people aren't finding me is because I'm too expensive. Maybe they're looking at me and then balking. And if I lower my prices, yeah, I might get more clients and I might have more work, but I'll end up with less money. And if I end up with less money, I'm still in the same position I'm in. And it sets up that rat race. It sets up this idea of like, well, what is everybody else doing that I'm not doing? Because they seem to be not sweating this stuff. Now, maybe they are. Maybe on the other side of social media, all those other coaches, all those other writers are also in the same boat. But I really wish they would talk about it if they were. Why aren't they talking about it? Why isn't somebody going, hey, I make this much money? Why is that? Is it because their social media platform, their social media space, suggests a level of wealth that they don't really have? Why are we so wrapped around this idea of the starving artist as being something noble and pure? I have an idea. And it's because if we can idealize poverty, if we can make it noble, then we can stop people complaining about it. And we can stop people examining it too harshly and wondering how it is they ended up in this situation. Because what we can really do is trick them 
because it's just a lie, we can trick them into thinking that they need to stay this way in order to make good art. But I can tell you the days where I've had one meal and I'm feeling sluggish and I'm tired and I'm scared and I'm cranky and I'm lonely, those are days I'm not a particularly great coach. I'm an okay coach. The days where I have, you know, food in the freezer and a little bit of money in the bank account and I know that there aren't too many big bills coming, those are the days I'm fired up and I want to do 10 podcast recordings a day and I want to do this and I want to do that because it's not noble to worry. It doesn't, purity and quality in, in art, which is something we'll talk about tomorrow that doesn't need to be there, it doesn't come from the fact that I don't have anything else. You know, my my hunger pangs don't mean I choose better words. I don't suddenly gain greater insight because my my you know caloric intake drops or because oh my god how am I gonna buy a new laptop? I I don't suddenly become a genius with a lack of something. And the most frustrating thing in the world is that none of this has to be this way. It really and truly doesn't. And I'm not, this isn't a sales pitch where I'm like, I wouldn't be this way if if somebody bought a, you know, got some coaching. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the system we live in. And the system creativity exists under. And the way we prioritize work over art and the way we fail to see the value art has for culture and the, the, the value art has for people. If you want people working better, if you want people doing better at your job, then you need to support them outside your job, which means you need to do things that seem fundamentally weird business-wise, like give them days off. Like, make sure they can take care of their children. Like, pay them fairly, which means maybe you, in your ivory tower, make less, but it's still functionally plenty. You know, you might not get a boat. You might not have a third or a second or a fifth vacation. But if you just paid people fairly, because I know it's no, I, I know it's crazy and utopic to say, let's just get rid of money because we made it up so we can get rid of it. Let's just do that. I know that's utopic. I'm not asking us to get there today. I'm not, I'm not doing that yet. We'll get there. Oh, believe me. One day we'll have a rant all about it. But for now, it's the idea that you can pay people fairly and that no one should have to live with a knowledge of what the poverty guidelines are in the United States. And no one should have to think that in order to make better art, they need to not have so much. Yes, all I have is my art. I got no kids. I got no, you know, there's no bloodline being passed on past me. I'm terrified to bring children into this world. That's a totally different issue for a totally different day. But I can influence people and I can help people and I can do a better job of that if I just, you know, didn't have to worry about how am I going to pay the guy to cut the lawn? How am I going to buy a laptop? How am I going to, what am I going to do when the fridge dies? Those are things that I have to worry about because I don't have a lot to begin with. And if I had more, well, then I wouldn't be worrying about it so much. And I'd be able to sit down and be more creative. And I'd be able to sit down and make more art, not necessarily better art automatically, but if I make more art, I can get better at it. 
But I can't do that if I'm sitting here sweating my lack of stuff. Lack of money, lack of means, lack of access, lack of this, lack of that. And I think social media, to wrap us up, I think social media takes the flip side of that and throws it in our face. Look at this, look at this excess. Look at how successful I am. Look at all this new shit I have. I have this, I have that. I'm showing off, blah, blah, blah. I think social media makes that the ideal and anything else a failing. And I, I guess I'm failing. I feel like that sometimes. I don't want you to feel like that. I don't want you to sit and go, well, how much money did I make from my books this year? And look at the money and go, I must be a failed writer. Because you're, you're not. You're, you only fail as a writer when you fail to write. And even then, you don't really fail. You just don't accomplish it. But your lack of sales is by design. The system isn't built to do the thing they tell you it wants us to do because that way it can keep us chasing it. But we'll talk about that later this week. Right now, what I want you to work on today and think about is divorcing yourself from the idea of starvation as creative fuel because nobody should starve and nobody should struggle and we could do something about it. But we don't. I wonder why that is. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.